0: Jedi, like my father
1: before
0: me. All right, hello, welcome everyone to Star Wars from the Back to Tank, the Clone Wars edition. We are in our X Wing fighters, locking S Foils into attack position. And before we continue on into our discussion, we're going to blow up the Colossus with um, Kaz in it. <laughs> if you don't know who that is, You're better off not knowing You're better off But for those that are in the know You're probably cheering us on Right now as we speak (laughs) Playing the Ewok song (laughs) Playing the fizz Is that what it's called? The fizz What Figrin Dan and the Oh yeah, yeah (laughs) Yeah. It is Yeah, celebrating Cue the uh... The screaming and the falling (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, alright So we're going to be talking about Clone Wars, a good show Season 7 episode 4 titled Unfinished Business. The Republic plans a daring final strike against Admiral Trench, once again bringing together Rex, Echo, Anakin Skywalker and the elite Bad Batch squad. And I'm hoping this isn't the last that we've seen that we see of the Bad Batch. No,
1: these these new characters have been fantastic. They're the really great additions to the clone characters. I think Wrecker is my man. I Wrecker, think, yeah, Wrecker's a
0: badass. I think dude. he might be my favorite.
1: Wrecker and uh, Crosshair. I like Crosshair because Crosshair is just what about the crotch douche. That
0: that would be my clone name, Crotch Hair. Crotch Hair. <laughs> Awful. Uh, so yeah, we had a pretty good ending so far for Echo. I really like the suspense though that they built because I I was convinced that Echo was gonna was going to turn in some way whether it be you know of his own volition or he was being controlled uh, it it could have gone any direction but I'm I'm glad that he was given uh, a way out of sense or at least a sense of belonging because of course we as we know the Clone Wars you know some people may say it's immature but the Clone Wars has a very strong message when it comes to war many times and as we know tragedy during times of war uh, when people go home or they're captured behind enemy lines uh, their sense of belonging changes drastically Yeah, and it was such a real grounded message about a soldier that kind of got disconnected no longer felt like he belonged and he had to find a new home and the Bad Batch was a perfect group
1: for for him it's it's kind of like it goes into the line of uh, the military viewpoint of a brotherhood. Right. That's what Echo was looking for was a new brotherhood because he could never, after what he's been through. It's hard to go back. It's it, You can't go back. And like, it's a very real story when it comes to like the veterans in the military. You know, I always hear from... uh some from some of my friends who are from the military that they, they really get close to their, their entire unit because it's like a brotherhood at that point. They get, they get closer than even some family. Yeah. And it was really interesting in this episode because just like you, I was expecting them to go one way, you know, Maybe they're gonna go they're gonna go down the line of talking about Echo's trauma, how it's affected his character. But instead they went more light light on uh lighthearted on the story by showing kind of like a more positive outlook on it of how it's the brotherhood that helps heal him.
0: And and perhaps the way it ended as well. Yeah. Uh, looking at it from a selfish standpoint, Dave, perhaps this is their way to give it, Echo his his end his closure, and we may never see him again until we do. Until we do in a later TV show.
1: Because the, the because how
0: awesome would it be if the Bad Batch survived the execute order six six? six.
1: six. Yeah, because we
0: don't know what happens to Echo, right? Like, oh, there's been no. no books or comic books after that takes place after this that actually delved into his character. Correct? None, and, and they like, don't talk about him in Rebels, right? Uh uh-uh. uh,
1: and a lot of. A lot of fans in uh, a lot of forums right now are asking, hey, what what's going to happen to these guys? Because we don't want to see them fall to Order 6 6. Uh, can you? I can't see the Bad Batch doing that. And it's if
0: like. If they're flawed, then why would this brainwashing program
1: work on them? Yeah. And like, I'm like, I agree with a lot of fans. The, these characters, these four characters, the Bad Batch and Echo, have become kind of like I've noticed that a lot of fans have adopted them and basically said no they're they're one of our favorites now we don't want them to end in a bad way. Whereas we all know Co- the fate of Cody Commander Cody he goes by Order Six Six what a dick <laughs> and that's why a lot of fans are rallying around the story that they're hoping to see which is Rex versus Cody
0: yeah dude I'm hoping we get that too and. With the whole Bad Batch situation, I, would be, I wouldn't mind if this is the end. If we don't see them again and we just are left with, hey, what happened to them? I'm okay with that because that means we, we can get we, more stories. Yep, Absolutely. And I don't know if I want to see Rex again now. I mean, this is such a, we got to remember, this is the final season of Clone Wars. It's yeah. over. And what a great way to give him closure. To his
1: story arc. Yeah, he got to actually save one of his brothers. Yeah, so it
0: will be, I think it would be damaging to this entire, what, four episode arc to just bring him back for no reason. Unless it serves an even greater purpose. But if not, I think this is a good ending for him. It is. We got to start wrapping up these, these, these character arcs.
1: Because, like, ultimately, we all know as fans where Rex goes. He goes with Wolf and Gregor. Right. Uh, to the one planet, they escape. Yeah, where they on Jupas? <laughs> oh boy! But at least I almost killed it before we even got to see them come back. Pretty much, but at least we got to we know that they get there. And I understand a lot of fans want to actually say, "Well, we want to see them. We want to see their escape. How did they escape?" And we're not going to be able to see all these things. We're,
0: we're not going to be able to see all these. Things. We need to be very. And this is Falony, so it's going to be handled just fine, yeah, we have to be very choosy with which, with how we end story arcs, and once they are ended and you brought closure, don't don't make things harder on yourself, yeah, because you have to wrap up so many things and connect so many little, little bits of strands to revenge of the Sith and the and the, the downfall of the Republic. so I think if this is the end of Rex. Uh, not the end of Rex. If this is the end of Echo and the Bad Batch, I'm okay with it. I'm okay it with it.
1: But it works. Yeah. I mean, just like what you said, they have to start kind of like reeling it in and basically saying, okay, we know what's in the horizon. And honestly, one of my favorite points is the fact that they've been, you have these moments in these past episodes where you see what the ultimate story is because it's still the story of Anakin Skywalker.
0: Yep, because,
1: dude, if he's not turning Darth Vader at this point, I don't know what is. Yeah, because like we're now seeing the the foundation of what leads to the opening of Revenge of the Sith. Well, yeah, because not only did this
0: episode hit those emotional marks and and wrapping up the storyline of the four part episode, four part story arc, but then they gave us a glimpse. A, a bit of a worrying glimpse into Anakin Skywalker's future as he got a little dark side <laughs> on Trench. You know, I was like, holy shit, did he just chop off his legs? But then I realized they were robotic legs. But, it, it, but then he pierces them right through the chest. Yeah. So And he takes
1: glee in it, too. Wow. Did, did you notice did that? He?
0: I didn't say he, he's skipping about. He wasn't skipping about, but he, he didn't was put smiling. The, yeah. <laughs> he was smiling doing it. Regardless, I, it definitely was meant to be a bit of a foreshadowing. Oh, because absolutely. We have to. We have, have to, to start put we have to start going down that path. Because as we know, his downfall is just right around the corner and if we don't start, you know, pushing our character in that direction and and seeing those choices, those poor choices he he's making, then you know we're going to do a disservice to the overall story of Anakin Skywalker, and Dave Filoni would never do that. Yeah, so we're, expect some more darkness.
1: And and that's the that's the really awesome part about this final season too is like we're seeing the foundations of Anakin turning into Darth Vader, and I, I give a lot of I give a lot of props to Clone War fans uh, Clone War fans of of their passion towards this series and all the characters in it. And it's funny to me seeing like a lot of fans say, we don't want to see Anakin fall. Why? Because we've watched him through six seasons and we all understand he has to become Darth Vader at the end of this. But even, even to this point, that's how great this series is. You're still kind of like going, you don't want to see him fall. You don't want to see Anakin fall. You know, it's going to happen, but you just don't want to see it.
0: Yeah. Well, Yeah, we it's so funny. We already know what's going to happen. And we we've all seen the movies. We know he becomes Darth Vader. And yet we're like, no, no, he's not going to. Yeah, it works, man. I like it. And, you know, that's the thing that I want the most out of this series. Yes. I want to see Ahsoka and her come back. I want to. There's so much. There's so much from an uber fan of the prequel era. There is so much I want to see. But if I had to slim it all down and pick one, it's the fact that we never really got to see Anakin move towards the dark side because we know how Star Wars manages to move so fast between movies, or I'm I'm sorry, they're able to they're able to cover so much ground between movies because typically a lot of time passes between the films. So we get the idea that at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, Anakin's kind of at his wits' end with. With the Jedi Council, he feels like he's become an outsider. He's being used more and more by Palpatine. Palpatine, The war's taking its toll on him. It's taking its toll on him. And Palpatine is interfering in Jedi business and pushing Anakin into positions of power and and making decisions that the Jedi Council just don't feel comfortable. And Anakin's stuck right in the middle of politics purposely. Purposely. not not for him not by his doing but by palpatine's doing by his manipulation and dude we need to see that we need to see how all of this came about how how that started to happen and i know we've already seen bits of it throughout the last what six seasons of clone wars but we really got to push the envelope
1: it, it it has to get to the point where that the opening scene of revenge of the sith makes so much sense i want to see him tired i want to see him have regrets
0: with the Jedi Council. And you're and.
1: getting that now. I mean, like in that la- in the last episode, that scene with him and Padme, I
0: said it oh right. Oh my God,
1: David, you said, said it, it right. right. <laughs> Cue the
0: fizz flutes.
1: But the scene with him and Padme shows that th- this character is like tired. The war is taking its toll on, on him. Yeah. And like... And he may even be losing sight of what he's fighting for, which
0: for him, it's Padme for him. Yeah, you know, because he's not even around her. So, and I mean, when you
1: take it into parallel about uh, how they portrayed Obi Wan and Mace Windu in this, Barbie? where the best one by far is like I think it was one of the most badass scenes was Mace Windu, but it really shows that the Jedi aren't really looking at the long game. It's basically they're they're going ah oh, well another battle. I'm just gonna I, I've defeated so many. So many of you guys, I'm giving you a chance to surrender, and it's kind of like that it shows that arrogance.
0: It shows arrogance, Dave, but also I'm gonna counter you. It also kind of plays into the new Mace Windu storylines that we've been given of yeah. late. Uh yes, we we don't know a whole lot about Mace Windu in the the days before Disney. Some. There were some stories, but they really fleshed them out in a big way post Disney buyout we had covered we have covered various comics where he is the lead for our Patreon listeners yeah and we see a side of of Windu that's very disciplined and honorable and yes an enforcer of sorts and in he's a zealot at times but he's also very fair and he questions the actions of the Jedi himself not openly not vocally but you t- you can tell there's a an, an internal struggle. I mean, it makes the moment in Revenge of the Sith when he decides to take matters into his own hands and essentially assassinate Palpatine. Yeah, it's, it, it, it 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 shows such a conflict of character and shows how again the war is weighing on him. But I almost feel like that scene with the droids in this episode was more about him as a person. Like, yes, there's some there's always going to be that Jedi arrogance. Absolutely, every time, David, you're right. But also I think it's showing the Jedi side of him. Hey, listen, the the path of the Jedi isn't destruction and death. And even though these are droids, we already know how they honor all things. And again, violence is violence, whether it be on a droid or a living, breathing breathing being. So I felt like it was a moment for him to be more who we have seen over the last several years.
1: And I, 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 I get that, too. Is like that's why I, I love that moment. I'm like, yes, I'm like some Mace Windu. One <laughs> we of the finally most finally un- got to see something.
0: One of the most unused characters that just so frustrating sometimes on in Star Wars. I mean, that's how it is with every Star Wars movie. It's not a negative. It's just that's I think all of us have come to expect, or it, yeah, we've all come to expect that. Hey, you know what? You really like this character? Yeah, you're going to see him maybe ten minutes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and you won't see him like Grievous, one of my all time favorite characters, and. You know, he's just not in it that much. So it, it was a strong episode. It was a great way to wrap up the the clone aspect of this, of the opening season. This is the call. This is called the Clone Wars. So there are going to be those clone eccentric episodes. But I think, David, moving forward, I would like to see some more Jedi centric episodes and start building up those those moments that we're gonna need when we say goodbye, when it's lights out, fade oh, yeah. to blackness, fade to dark. I um wanna see Rex and Anakin stay very close as well throughout the entire seven. How many episodes do we
1: have left? Uh we have actually I'd kind of blanking on it. I thought there's eight episodes total, right? Yeah. I'm gonna right here. Hold on.
0: We have 12 episodes, 12 episodes. So, so we have
1: about eight left.
0: Yeah. So these, I would love to see Rex side by side with, with Anakin, their comrades, their partners uh, in the time of war. I would really like to see that because I want to see, I want Rex to notice the change in Anakin. And maybe I, I can't remember. Did he know that he doesn't know Anakin turned to Vader? Does he? And tell rebels?
1: No. Right, because we, Ahsoka we finds out too. Ahsoka okay. fi- because that's when Ahsoka
0: finds out. Right. So we already know Rex isn't going to find out about Anakin. But if he thinks Anakin died, like a lot of people did, that he was also killed during the Purge, right? Yes. I mean, I would love to see that moment. And also, I would love to see Rex question some of Anakin's decisions, seeing him make some decisions that feel out of character for Anakin, at least to him.
1: Especially since we're getting those moments, like what we mentioned in the past four episodes, you have these moments where Anakin is starting to show the dark side in him. And luckily no one's seeing it because he's keeping it a secret and the moments that he is, no one's around to see it. But I think it's leading to a point where someone's going to see it. And I think, I think you're right. I think it's going to be Rex, because it can't be Ahsoka, because Ahsoka's Ahsoka's reaction to Darth Vader and rebels was so raw in emotion that you got the sense that she didn't realize that that was Anakin until she reached out and touched uh, the Sith Lord and realized, "Holy shit, it's Anakin behind that mask." Yep. And if they were to actually. I think Filoni is going to treat that storyline very, it's very dear to him. And I think we're not going to see the illusions for Ahsoka, but it would make sense for Rex because Rex is the person that believes in the Jedi order. Who's not a Jedi. I mean, the Rex we see now is the same Rex that, you know, and rebels. Well, even when rebels. He, he loves the Jedi. He loves remember? the Jedi. Yeah, he believes in them, and he tells. Kay, I think it's Ezra. He tells Ezra, like at one point, how the Jedi's can do nothing wrong, and when he sees Kanan do all the all the flippy stuff, all of a sudden he goes, "It's just like the old times." Yeah. So, I honestly think that you're right. I think this will lead up to a point where. I wouldn't be surprised if like say episode ten episode ten or uh, ten or eleven Rex sees it Rex sees and can do something that just makes him question his own beliefs, and then that's what makes him you know get away, makes him run because there has to be a reason to why he runs to go you know, be a a Juba hunter. A Juba hunter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dave. So take us into our final thoughts, Dave, and give me your RMD score.
1: RMD score on this one. I love this episode. This episode touched everything that I loved about Clone Wars. I'm giving this a solid ninety. Um, I really like how they wrapped up Echo's uh, Echo storyline, and I uh, I like Dave. There was a interview that Dave Filoni actually gave where someone asked him, why did Echo choose to stay with the Bad Batch? And in Filoni fashion, Filoni just basically says, Echo joins them because Echo's now a weirdo. Is there a nicer way to put it? Uh, He's half droid, half clone. He's an enigma in the Clone Wars. Yeah. And I'm like going, yeah, that's Filoni. And, And yeah, that's the perfect place. Just like what you said, if we never see anything else of Echo... This is the perfect ending to him. It
0: really is. Yeah, He
1: found his new brotherhood. I mean, there's no way he could return with Rex. I mean, all the other, all the other clones that him and Rex knew are dead. So overall, I thought it was a really strong episode. I'm really excited to see where they go with this, especially with Anakin. I yeah. want to see more of Anakin's fall mm-hmm. and how it affects everybody else. Because it's one of those things that always I was always questioning in the prequels is why didn't anyone ever notice this? Why didn't anyone notice that Anakin was this fucked up? Everyone just basically kind of like wave their arms and just basically turned the other cheek. I really would like to see a storyline just like what you said is where we finally get to see someone in the prequels actually have a brain and actually notice that Anakin's not. Not right. <laughs> and it would be perfect to be Rex. Yeah.
0: So what was your score then? That was a 90. Jesus. All right. I'm going to give this episode an 84. I thought it was a strong episode. I agree with everything you said, Dave. It's a good episode. Very smart. It's amazing. It really is. And I know I've said this a couple times now, but it's really amazing how much ground they can cover in under 30 minutes. And just how well-paced the episodes are. Um, I know some people were complaining about some repetition in scenes in terms of action. But I mean, hey, this is the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. You're going to have those action sequences. Um, It is an action series. It is different than Rebels. Rebels isn't really an action series. Resistance. I don't want to talk about that (laughs) one. But it wasn't really an action series. Clone Wars is an action series.
1: It makes me sad thinking about justin ridge and like justin watching the clone wars happen yeah. he's probably crying <laughs> probably on his couch curled up God, i was on that show. <laughs> I was on the
0: show why did you give me you tricked me it's all obi-wan's fault <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna try to kill feloni with he's gonna lightsaber try
1: to kill <laughs> yeah
0: so i uh, yeah good episode i can't wait till next episode uh, where ahsoka's story arc begins Oh, I can't wait, to Yeah, I, dude, I'm, I'm really. This stoked. is the
1: moment. This is the moment all us Clone War fans have been waiting for, because Ahsoka is she's is arguably one of the most important characters to the last ten years. She's one of the best
0: new era. I don't know. Really, can you really call her new anymore? But
1: 10, 10 years in the last ten years, she's. She arguably is, the best character.
0: She's arguably the most popular one, one of the most popular Star Wars characters. And I still don't understand how the fuck that ever happened. I agree <laughs> with it. Ahsoka is amazing. Her journey is amazing. Her story arcs are amazing. And what she does for Anakin Skywalker is fantastic. And the way they use her to take a closer look into the Jedi Order and their decisions. I mean, great. Fantastic. I get it. But who would have thought? Sky guy. Oh, (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that almost ruined it for me, Dave. And yet they recovered and just became, she's an iconic star Wars character at this point. Yeah. So I'm really stoked for that. All right. I want to thank everyone for listening to our discussions and thank you, David.
1: Thank you. May the force be with us. Oh,
0: yes. <laughs>